in 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Sherwin, I appreciate you being here. Sherwin Hughes, uh, host of The Forum. Is that right? It's called The Forum, correct? I'm, I'm, that is correct. Yes, sir. Yes, The Forum. Uh, Sherwin and I were college roommates back in the day, 25 years ago, almost 26 years ago, a long time ago. Feels like yesterday, but uh, I love what Sh uh, Sherwin has been doing. He's been a voice inside of the Milwaukee community, uh, talk radio, top radio host, and uh, really a leader in the community as well. And so with everything that's going on, of course, you know, Minnesota where we met 26 years ago is kind of where everything has kicked off with George Floyd and, and the murder of, of George Floyd and, and the travesty and everything that's happened since then. And uh, I just wanted to big sh uh, bring Sherwin on today to just have a conversation and, and talk about what's going on. And I think that's, I think conversation, like, People ask the question, right? Like, what's the solution? And I think that's like the easy question. Like, yeah, it's cool to say, hey, what's the solution? But it's another thing to actually come up with something, right? And, and that's, the, that's the difficult piece to it in my mind. And so I'm like, well, I can have a conversation with somebody that I know and, and, and talk and, uh, and kind of start from there, right? So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And maybe you could just, you know, just tell people a little bit more about yourself and then I'd love to just have a conversation. First of all, thank you, Nate. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to, you know, not just talk to you, but talk to anyone else who is looking for maybe additional clarity. There's not a person that wasn't haunted by those images. I know that I was haunted by those images. And the other ironic thing is as you alluded to earlier, me and you have got a history in that city. Like some of the best yeah. times of my life were, were in that city. And I never thought totally. that something like that could happen there. Milwaukee, mm -hmm. okay, Chicago, New York. But I didn't want to believe that something like that could, could happen there. But I think it's a, a really important moment because there are people who otherwise wouldn't speak up or they didn't know what to say when these things happened in any other city in any other time. They're now being engaged. So... Uh, a little about me, I've done political work, political consulting for about the last 15 years. I've worked for a member of Congress, chairman of the state elections board in Wisconsin. I've worked for a state senator. I worked for a presidential campaign. So I have seen how good people coming together 
to rise to the occasion to create policy and to vote for policy that can help make more opportunity. There has been some success over the past 30 or 40 years, but clearly we still have a ways to go. And what I believe was necessary is more good people getting involved and paying attention and being outraged, not just by the murder of a man that you all witnessed, but also the outrage people saw when property was being destroyed. But let's not let that destroy the narrative of America and its selective justice fires in people for a really long time and people have kept those fires subdued but this I think was the straw that broke the camel's back and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I agree with what people did in destroying property and the number of police officers who are just doing their jobs that got injured I'm not going to say I agree with that but at the same time we have to look at ourselves and wonder why we are turning a blind eye to a nation that guarantees fright, rights and liberties and freedoms if we're not going to live up to that, then it's really hard for any business or any institution to be able to stand because they're standing on a fallacy. So that's, I guess, how I've been wrapping my mind around all of this. But at the same time, every day I'm growing more optimistic because the protests in Milwaukee are getting larger every day. And as each day passes, more people are getting in this fight. They're peaceful. These are people that are marching and they're chanting and they're holding hands and they're making new friends. People that otherwise never would have met, never would have talked, are now in this fight together. So as time goes on, I become more optimistic and I hope we get to the place that we always dreamed America could be, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for that. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to hear. I didn't, I didn't realize that, but that's, it's, it's great to hear that, that, these protests are getting bigger and bigger because I think, you know, early on, like I would see a few posts from people like white friends, like if you're not saying anything, I'm watching you. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say right now. And it's not that I don't want to say anything. And sometimes I don't want to say anything because I, I know how things get twisted so fast. And I'm like, right. it's not a sign that I'm like, <laughs> that I'm a racist or that I have feelings one way or the other. It's sometimes it's just taking a pause to make sure that I, 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 do say the right things. It also could mean for some people that maybe they're, they're just, they ain't posting on, on Facebook and, and they're out in the community, like protesting peacefully and, and doing good and helping to clean up and things like that. Um, right. So there is just in today's day and age with social media and how fast things can go. And it, it, there's like, why is there just two sides, right? Why does it just have to be like you either here or you here? Why can we not just like, why can't there be a middle ground to where we can really come and perspective and um, you know, I was like, I don't necessarily agree with the, rooting, the rioting and looting either, but I said this earlier this week, I'm like, but I don't know that I wouldn't be rioting and looting if I was in a similar situation. If I lived up there, if, if I didn't grow up who I was and where I grew up, um, you know, I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no strong opinions one way or the other there. I just know that it's people deal with things differently. And if you've been treated a certain way for such a long time. Like I could see how that could happen. And, and I do, you know, I do feel like it, I do have the sense and I'd like to hear you too, is just like, it does seem a little bit different right now. Like I do see more and more people kind of like speaking up and saying, Hey, enough is definitely enough. And, and um, just really bringing everything to the surface. Unfortunately, it takes something like this for that to happen. But I do feel like it is more present maybe today than it has been ever. What do you think? 
it isn't more present, but it's much more visible because you have cell phone cameras yeah. that are rolling constantly. And so think about the cases where there's an African-American man, woman, or a child that was murdered, but there is no cell phone footage. There is no video. There is no audio. And we have been telling those stories, but it's almost like people don't believe us or they find a way to blame the victim. They blame the black man, woman, or child that was killed because we had no proof. And so when we were talking about these things that have been happening consistently throughout history, we weren't seen as credible or why were you in that neighborhood? They shouldn't have been caught stealing. They always make up these yeah. excuses. But now that you have this real time footage with, with audio being broadcast all over the world, I think that has shown people the reality of what black people have been talking about because there's a lot of things that play in America that have always just discredited black people. We're lazy, we're on welfare, we're killing each other with black on black crime. And there's some people that don't know any better than that narrative. And so if they don't see the video, they either don't believe it or they think it was somehow our fault. But let me say this to, to our allies out there that are now tired of being on the sidelines. You don't have to say the right thing, but we need to take inventory of who our friends are that are gonna help us in this fight to provide justice, not now, but the future minority in this nation is going to be white. And we don't want a white minority 40, 50, 60 years from now to deal with injustices that we left ingrained. So the first thing that we would love to hear, you don't have to, get that. You don't have, to have the answers because hell, nobody has the answers. Right. Just tell us you're outraged. Tell us you're upset. Sure. We'll start there. Like, you don't have to have every single solution because we're still going to have to work through that. Now, the other thing that you said that I find really interesting that I want to address is the middle ground. There was a middle ground in between these murders, right? So if you look at Philando Castile, if you look at Trayvon Martin, if you look at Eric Garner, the outrage there and then things subside. And so when cooler heads begin to prevail, that's when we can have, you know, more thoughtful discussions once the emotions are... Yeah. are tamped down after we see those, uh, you know, those horrible videos and those images. But you also have to ask yourself, look at other atrocities that took place in American history. I wouldn't ask the people, you know, during the era of Nazi Germany, well, where was the middle ground there? There is no middle ground. Yeah. You're either with justice, you're with the Constitution, you're with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or, or you're not. Right. There's no, well, let me think about it. Seeing a man's life leave his body and then one of the officers checking George Floyd's pulse, saying there is no pulse, but Derek Chauvin still having his knee on the back of his neck yeah. is a kind of grotesque, depraved brutality that is not just relegated to the police. There are other vigilantes that see black life as something that can be extinguished and squashed like a bug. So it is okay to be outraged. It is okay to speak up and not necessarily know all the answers, but we need to know that people are as disgusted by that as everybody else is. Yeah, and I, you know, I, t I t you know, I agree 100% as far as like, yeah, there's no middle ground when it comes to like, you know, to what happened. Absolutely. I guess I was thinking more so from a, you know, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. And, uh, and maybe, you know, it doesn't, there doesn't even need to be a middle ground. Like I can, we can ha all have different beliefs, but like, what's, how, how can we come together and just really have open conversation? Cause it feels like no one's open. I, and I can't say no one, not no one, but a lot of people just aren't open to that conversation. And like, I, I try to as hard as I can, like always 
if something happens, if whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, right? But like just to to put myself in their perspective, it's not that I can physically put myself in in their shoes, but I can try to take on their perspective to be like, man, I don't know how I would react there. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would say. And I think if more people were willing to do that, it would that would be a, a huge change. No, I agree. But you also have to meet people where they're at. Like we all have people, you know, our friends, our families, our colleagues, and we know these folks, like we know their level of understanding when it comes to social issues and politics, because we have talked to those people before. And you can't often thrust emotional thoughts and feelings on people that only have a particular understanding of issues. So that's that. I think we all have influence on our own specific spheres. But as far as the Democrat and Republican thing goes, because people are going to want to politicize this issue. And if they're going to mm -hmm. politicize the issue, I'll meet them where they're at as well. And I'll say this, we need our Republican brothers and sisters who are strict constitutionalists that don't want the Constitution violated. People should be able to peacefully protest. That's in the Constitution, because we know the people that come out and defend the Second Amendment there's 26 other amendments besides the Second Amendment. So if you're going to defend that one, and I will protect your right to defend the Second Amendment, yeah. but just know that there's a First Amendment as well that guarantees the safety of these individuals as the cornerstone of our democracy when they peacefully protest. So if we're going to make it political, let's make it political. And let's use the Constitution as an ideal document to achieve fairness to where these kinds of things never happen again. Yeah. So... So what are some of the conversations that you're having um, currently today and every day with, with, with all the different people that you're running into? Nate, you name it. It's everything from outright police reform to criminal penalties for the police, um, you know, policy changes. Some of it is just people wanting to meet other people from diverse communities. Uh, more and more people want to know where the peaceful protests are going to be. They want to know how they can organize in their communities. You know, another thing that that has blown me away in all of this, so there's a small town in the northern central part of Wisconsin called Shawano. Right? It's an mm -hmm. old, you know, was an old Indian territory many years ago. And there was a protest there. We're probably talking 150 miles away from Milwaukee, so nowhere near the biggest city here. Yeah. And there was a Black Lives Matter peaceful protest where the Amish community came out. Yeah. Look, this is affecting everybody, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but as far as entertaining, you know, all these different conversations, when I saw the Amish community get outraged, I was like, oh, we're on to something now because yeah. prior to this, we couldn't count them as people that were going to be out there and letting their voices be heard. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of, you know, anything and everything you can think of because people want to engage any way they possibly can. And it's on the policy side, it's on the protest side, it's on the human side of just uh, wanting to talk to people they otherwise have never talked to before. So that's where I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, what's, what's the, you know, what's the path that you're on inside of this conversation and, and with the platform that you have, that you built over the years, like, kind of the direction that you're looking to, to go and the impact that you want to make to help make a difference? So I want to capture this moment and I don't want anything that has happened, the positive or the negative, the good images or the dreadful images to be in vain. 
-hmm. and all of the momentum that is being created by this needs to turn into a couple of different things. We need real reform because we've just been putting a Band-Aid on something systemic for far too long, and the wounds have not suffered and become cancerous. So I want to take this energy and turn it into actual policy. And then that requires people to be more active in the political process. So getting these young folks who are out there doing their part right now, exhibiting their First Amendment right, to also support policy and go out and participate in the process so they can elect people who also want to see these same kinds of political reforms. But then there's this, and this is the selfish part of me, and it's okay to be selfish in all of this. Mm -hmm. There are uh, young people, well, they're not even, they're not born yet. So the yet unborn, 30 years from now, yeah. will read about this moment in American history because the year 2020 is going to live in infamy like December 7th, 1941, it's going to live on like the days of the Civil War. It's just going to be one of those moments frozen in time. It's going to be studied intensely. This will be in history books forever. And there will be a person 30 years from now, maybe they're 30 years old, and they're going Mm -hmm. to say, Sherwin, what did you do? What did you do in 2020 when there was unrest? What did you do when there was rioting and looting and a police station burnt to the ground in Minneapolis? How were you involved? And I want to be able to look those young people in the eye in my old age and tell them, here is what I did. Here's how I participated. Because I don't want to have to tell them a generation from now that I was just like, well, I didn't want to upset anybody and I stayed on the sideline. History is not going to be kind to us. And rightfully so. Because when the real story of all of this is told, we're going to be made to look guilty because it happened on our watch. So to prevent that, let's get involved now so we have work to show for the future. Yeah, that's a, that's a powerful perspective and thought and even question to ask yourself like, hey, what, what, what answer do I want to be able to give 30 years from now or 20 years from now? I mean, that's, that really is. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully people listening will, will ask themselves that question and what can you do today? Which brings me to another one that I've, I've been having this conversation a little bit, you know, championship leadership with the podcast. And we talk about this a lot, like, everybody leads differently and you can't, you can't try to be a, a leader that someone else is like, right. You got to lead from who you are and what you are, which I would say that is going to have you show up and, and make a difference by being you and whatever that looks like for you. So if someone's trying to tell you, you should be doing this and this and this, I don't necessarily think that that's true either. So I, I think that it's okay to just, as long as you probably, as long as you're doing something, and I don't know. I mean, not everybody is going to on all sides for whatever reasons. I mean, we've got lives, we've got kids, we've got responsibilities, we've got the COVID, we've got businesses that are, are, are gone before all of this happened. Some maybe totally lost it uh, after the destruction of COVID. And, uh, and so there's just so many variables. So, yeah, whatever it is for you is kind of where I, where I feel is the right place. What, what do you think there in that conversation? First and foremost, you know, people don't have to be superheroes in this moment because it's all, it's all very overwhelming. And it's every now and again, I have to turn off the news. I got to turn the TV off. I do want to still be informed on updates because I very much want murderers brought to justice. Like I want any murderer brought to justice, regardless of the situation. But every now and again, I got to turn it off. I got to have a little peace. I have to be still and I got to recollect my thoughts and then figure out how am I going to get back out there and try to have some positive influence? And for folks that don't know what to do or 
you know, other people are telling them what to do and, you know, how they should be a leader. Just start with your kids. Tell your kids that what's happening in this country is wrong. Yeah. Tell your kids that, you know, you want them to grow up in a world that is free from this kind of systemic problem. And I think that starts because what you're doing is you are empowering a whole nother generation that will carry this torch long after we're gone because nobody wants their children to grow up in a world where this stuff is still happening. And so that's really the best leadership that somebody can exhibit. Have that conversation with your children. And, you know, black parents, my parents had had the conversation with me about being careful of the police and being careful where you go and how you look because someone's going to perceive me as a thug, even though I have a college degree. White parents should be okay with having that conversation with their children as well. That you need to judge human beings on an individual basis. And you may come in contact with somebody who has just had a really bad day. They lost their job. They're getting a divorce. And they may do and say things that are inappropriate. Don't judge their whole culture. Look at that as an individual situation of somebody had a crappy day. Because I know we've all had crappy days. And we would never want to be judged for the rest of our lives because we had a bad day. And that's a basic level of fairness that I think people can exhibit leadership in every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important and uh, something that I, that I can do a better job of as well with my kids and my children. So appreciate you bringing that up. What, uh, is, there, is there anything else that you'd like, you know, just, oh, here's a question I got for you. Uh, so you have, you have a Facebook group, the forum. And uh, I've been a part of that for a while. Uh, I'll be honest, I've, I've, I've left the group and come back a few times. But um, <laughs> You're not the only one. No, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great. I feel like it's a good place to be. And yeah, I mean, my, again, I just, it's, the conversations that are having and the people that are inside of that group and the things that are talked about, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very one way leaning, I feel. And sometimes I'm like, man, Number one, social media, it's hard to have a, have a real productive conversation and put your thought out there and then it's this back and forth and, and it, that can be difficult. And I think you do a great job of that, by the way, and I, I don't, so I just tend to kind of maybe lurk in the background for the most part and just read. Uh, but I think it's good because I get, this, I, like, I, get, I get to take on these, everyone else's perspective, right? It's not necessarily the same as mine. I, I think it's important to be a part and to have that perspective and to be open to it again. And not that you have to take it on as your own, but just to be open to what else is going on for other people in, in the world. And so, you know, is it possible to have a group like the forum where, where, you know, where you could just have like all kinds of different perspectives and let's just use the example of the right and the left inside of a group and, and it could be like powerful and it could be uh forward moving. And, you know, I don't know if it could, I think I've had that thought, like how cool, how great that would be to have a forum that would just be like, Hey, we're just, yeah, we're just open. And we're just like, and I'm like, my opinion will change and it will flow and it's flexible. I don't know if that's that possible or not. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I think we need to get to that. I would love to see us get to that place. I don't know of a group out there currently, but I'm sure maybe there is, I don't know. <laughs> the internet has become so compartmentalized that if you have a particular viewpoint, a political viewpoint, there's a place for you, right? There's a place for whatever your ideas are, your, your sentiments, your political affiliation that exists. Mm-hmm. What we do in the forum, and we have tried to do 
a bipartisan kind of human dialogue. We tried eight years old, and I have to personally approve every single member and every single comment, every single Facebook Live video, every single protest and every article I personally approve, and it can be overwhelming. So there's okay. that. Yeah. But there are a lot of times that there are people that just, they just disagree. They just hate the whole perspective of trying to have policy conversations and they want yeah. to blame the victims and all of this. And they can be a bull in a China shop in that group. And then it doesn't take much to set people off on the internet because when you're behind the keyboard, <laughs> totally. and you don't have a real profile picture. Yeah. The information is fake. People can say everything and you can very easily lose control of the group and we make it abundantly clear. And we, when we invite new members, there's a disclaimer. You know, um, this is for science, for justice, for truth, policies that promote fairness. And I also give in the disclaimer, the vast majority of the members are from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we have a very low tolerance for nonsense. But to keep the integrity of the group, people that are there with ulterior motives because they just want to challenge everybody and they want to yeah. call a bunch of names, they're gone. And so yeah. I have to cleanse the group every now and again of things that may take us off of the direction we're trying to go. Uh, I will say it is a, a more left-leaning political group. Republicans are welcome. Moderates are welcome. Independents are welcome. But don't use your political affiliation like a sword to slash and burn people who have a different affiliation that are also hurting right now. Right. So it takes yeah. a mature person that understands the power of words the power of the internet, but also that delicate touch that if you say something, someone may take it the wrong way. And you have to have a high level of you know, understanding to be able to operate in a group where some of the articles are very inflammatory. I try not to post those unless those articles have real national implications. Because every now and again, getting inflamed and getting enraged is necessary. You deal sure. with those emotions and then cooler heads prevail and we can all work together, I'm hoping. All right. Last question. Five years from now, um, ideal world, where, where do you hope that we are as a country? You're only going to give me five years, huh? Okay. Well, um, what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? Ten years? We'll start with five because there's some things that we can do now that can come to fruition in five years. Okay. I want people in this nation, and not just in this nation, because, you know, these protests are worldwide now. There's yeah, people protesting right. in Antwerp and they're protesting in London and Berlin. Which is amazing and awesome. Yeah. It is. So this is a worldwide movement and I want results from the worldwide movement to be at its very least to respect people that are different, to have a level of tolerance for someone regardless of their culture, regardless of what their uh, language is that they speak. I want wages to be fair for people. I want women to not have to live in fear of being sexually harassed and sexually assaulted 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I want a criminal justice system that is truly blind. And when there is evidence that exists, people are brought to justice. But I also want to see major reforms in how we police. And when I say that, I'm not trying to punish the police, but I do know that it is a science in how you deal with curtailing and curbing human behavior. I want police that love the communities that they serve. I want police that want to work on a community and see, you know, two people, see them get married, see them start a family, see them have kids, and then that police officer to watch those kids grow up and want to protect them. 
Um, I'm tired of the whole, there's just a few bad apples in the bunch because I also could say the vast majority of the protests were very, very peaceful. And it was just a few bad apples that caused all the rioting and the looting, which yep. is true. But I need people to see how much damage a few bad apples can do. So I want us to have a much more critical look at police because here's the thing, I've got friends and family members that are cops and I fear for their safety, but they also need to know that there's a large number of people out here in public that see their badge as tarnished because of what four cops did. So five years from now, I would like to have a much more thorough understanding of how we are going to police going into the future and for the world to be perfect and everything else. <laughs> and uh rainbows and unicorns everywhere yeah that's right absolutely i appreciate it and uh yeah any any final thoughts uh, uh thank you so much for taking time to be here i really do appreciate it it's good to catch up and see you um oh, yeah, any other thoughts before we close this out yeah i would love people to you know join our group and just you know experience some of the dialogue and conversations because if you just want to absorb and read what other people are saying and their reactions to some of the news of the day that's oftentimes a good first step. So it is the forum talk show on Facebook. So if you search on Facebook, the forum talk show. Yeah, I'll I put do the a, link in, I'll put this link in there. Yeah. I do a Facebook live every morning from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then those lives are uploaded to YouTube. And our YouTube is the forum2.com. So if you search the forum2.com on YouTube, and that's also our website as well, the forum2, the number two. Com. And I just want to engage more people in this dialogue and move forward together. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you, Nate. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage it's never been better than this and we got three kids that's who i do it for i'm gonna be a leader i'ma lead the way cause i'm a firm believer we can do anything we want if i said it then i meant it i probably already did it consider it done if you need some inspiration you should play this championship leadership podcast hey bailey Hey, baby.